the funny thing was that uh, uh, our supplier when we were at Accor for loyalty was, uh, was, was Ingenico, who, uh, who had developed the, um, the, uh, the solution for, uh, for card reading uh, in the hotel. So, uh, so I just so how I, you I, got a job? No, no. <laughs> Printing on those paper receipts represents 50% uh, of our uh, carbon footprint for our terminal. What's interesting and what's interesting in, with, the, with this form of digital receipt is they're tying the payment in with the basket data. And that's where everybody wants to go in terms of, uh, uh, in terms of marketing uh, and in terms of loyalty. Ajek Law actually has, has many other topics that it's trying to tackle, but okay. uh, regarding the, the paper receipts, uh, we can hope that uh, it will be a blueprint for, for the next uh, countries to adopt. Mm -hmm. Behind every payment, there's a story. Welcome to Ingenious Payments, where each swipe, tap or click sparks a story. With Ingenious Payments, you will meet analysts, engineers and experts, decrypting you the different shopping journey and veiling the tales of every transaction. Hi, and welcome to Ingenious Payments. I'm your host, Kat, and today we are launching our very first podcast episode, which we dedicate to digital receipts. These digital receipts aren't just an electronic version of a paper slip. They stand at the forefront of your shopping experience as a consumer, fundamentally reshaping how businesses interact with the clients. And here is the exciting part. As we see the number of fintech raises in that space to take digital receipts to places you might not think. To enhance our understanding of this exciting journey, I'll be joined by two remarkable guests. First, we have Mark Dillon, Marketing Director at Ingenico, who will dive deep into the profound influence of digital receipts on payments. He will also unveil innovating banking and merchant strategies. And joining us as well is Benoit Bros, co-leader of sustainability at Ingenico, who will shed light on the environmental impact of digital receipts. In addition to our insightful discussions with Mark and Benoit, we've also gathered reactions from two specialized partners in digital receipts. Uh, we will be sharing excerpts from interviews conducted first with Receipt Hero and also I Hate Receipts who generously provided us with their perspectives on the challenges and opportunities in implementing digital receipts. So whether you are a tech enthusiast, a business owner, or a simply curious shopper like me, eager to uncover the secrets of digital receipts from their data magic to the boundless business and sustainability opportunity they bring, you've come to the right place. Magneto, Lucy. Hi, Mark. Hi, Kat. Nice to be here. We are glad to have you here. Thank you. <laughs> um, so you are one of the marketing directors at Ingenico, yep. um, but I've been looking on uh, your LinkedIn profile, like uh, everybody does, you know, uh, these days. And uh, previously, you were uh, working at Edenred, and you were a consultant uh, mm -hmm. also before, after that. And you've always working in the providing services for merchants, am I correct? Yeah, my background is, is consulting. So I, I, I started in consulting uh, first in London, then, in the, then, then here in Paris. Mm. Uh, uh, and I moved uh, to, to what was Eden Red, what was originally Tika Estan, uh, so before it became Eden Red, uh, and when it was part of uh, Accor Hotels. So, uh, so I worked with Accor, uh, then afterwards developing loyalty programs for them, which we, uh, which we operated as part of Eden Red for, uh, for Accor, and which we uh, sold on then to, to, uh, to other companies. Um, and that, that loyalty experience and, uh, uh, yeah. and working for merchants was, was, was a good background for payments because, uh, because it's intimately tied in with payments. Uh, yeah. From a technical point of view, a lot of what we were used doing on, uh, on, in loyalty was, uh, was actually uh, built on a, on a payments type model. Uh, and the, the, the real, uh, uh, the, the funny thing was that uh, uh, our supplier when we were at Accor for loyalty was, uh, was, was Ingenico. Who, uh, who had developed the um, the, uh, the solution for uh, for card reading uh, in the hotels? So uh, so I. That's so how I, you I, got a job. Not, <laughs> not not quite how I got a job, but you know when I when I was when I 
when uh, when I joined Ingenico, the person who uh, one of the people interviewed me said, "I think we met when you were in Accor." So. <laughs> yeah, well, indeed. I mean, uh, uh, that's what we are going to speak about. You know, mm -hmm. you, you set very well the stage because couponing and uh, and loyalty programs are part of the digital receipts yep. uh, solutions that sure. we see in this space. When I started um, many years ago, and I will not say the number of years uh, at Ingenico. Um, Digital receipt was not such a hot topic. It was in many of the event industry, we could see the topic there, but um, it has been accelerated. And uh, would you say that it's been accelerated by, by COVID, for example, or would you say that... I, uh, I think there's a lot of things that, that have happened. I think one of the, one of the, the things about payments is that traditionally it's, it, it hasn't moved at the same pace, maybe, as some, uh, some other digital industries. Um, and for all sorts of reasons, partly because it's uh, um, it's uh, it's international, very global, obviously by definition. Uh, also, because there's so many actors involved, uh, and the the security and the certification, all that means that it uh, that that it has tended to move at a sort of a, a slow pace, um, and that's left everybody time to do to do things. But since COVID, um, uh, even payments have moved faster. Yeah. Um, uh, and what we find now today is that the Things, projects that would that for people expected, uh, uh, you know, eighteen months, two years, they're expecting now to be delivered in uh, in six uh, six nine months. Uh, so compared to some industries, it's still relatively slow, but uh, but it, but everything in payments is moving faster, and digital receipts is the, is the example of that. Um, everybody, uh, you know, we, you said in, uh, that 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 we've been talking about it at Ingenico, and companies have been looking at this space for a long time. Um, true, but it's really only in the last in the last twelve to eighteen months. Uh, that it's become an ask and that, uh, that the companies are saying, now I want to implement it. Yeah, um, <clears throat> we're going to listen to a wonderful partner uh, called mm -hmm. uh, Receipt Hero. Yeah, we know them uh, well. <laughs> yes, and he was uh, actually saying that uh, also because of the, uh, the, the French uh, law, the anti-West law, um, that has actually, is one of the... Uh, uh, is one of the causes that accelerated the uh, the adoption. So um, let's make a pause. We listen now to Recipe Tiro, and I, and I want your reaction from uh, what he says about the law and also the enrollment uh, when you when you want to have a digital receipt. Magneto Lucy. Recently, uh, especially in France, for example, uh, there has been the regulation putting pressure to stop doing uh, the printing receipts. And that's where you come in, because uh, your solution provides a solution to answer this. So would you say that what's going on, is it a sort of trend that you will see uh, happening across Europe or uh, globally around the world? Yeah, I think um, what we're seeing now in, uh, in France with the new regulation anti-waste law um, that comes into force in April uh, this year. I think that's sort of a rippling effect now across Europe. So essentially what the bill is sort of requiring merchants to do is to stop systematically printing not just the, the cash register long slip of, yeah. of, of paper, but also the, the payment card terminal uh, slip. So typically the smaller stub of paper. Um, so a customer needs to ask for that. Essentially what it would mean for 99% of, of maybe merchants now is that they're not going to have um, a post-purchase interaction with the customer. So the typical handing over of the paper receipt yeah. after the payment's gone through is going to slightly disappear. We do think there's going to be a uh, an opportunity now that a digital receipt is still sent to the customer. Of course, there's email receipts and SMS receipts, which are what we like to call version one of what we do. And what, what essentially kind of enables us and, and sort of supports us is the Genica platform. So we can identify a customer in store uh, against uh, an Axiom um, payment terminal on PPAS. Yes. And um, we can enroll that customer in store to digital receipts. This is a good point, the enrollment. But not everybody has an email address, for example. So how does it work if you go in store and you can't get your uh, receipt printed? So our model is that we, we partner up with issuers, fintechs, um, even a retailer who has their own application. The cardholder will typically enroll their card into those applications. So whether it's a bank app, um, they might present might be presented with a dialog box that says, would, would they like digital receipts if we've got the integration with that issuer? Um, if they hit yes, then in the background, we're receiving their card information. So when they're actually in, 
in the store and they're sort of at an activated merchant location that wants digital receipts sent to their customer. We then, of course, deliver that in real time against the payment card. So it's a different model to your typical, hey, what's your email address or what's your phone number? And then I can send you something. It will all be done seamlessly at the checkout. So there's no um, there's no friction. delay. Yeah, friction. Yeah, so there's no, no, no queues being generated because someone's trying to spell Chris's uh, really long email address or... or understand what the maybe a phone number is to identify so it's all seamless it's really slick and um, yeah enabled by Genico PayPass platform which is great so so uh, Mark uh, what's your reaction when Chris uh, says that uh, you know we don't need uh, to give our telephone number we don't need to give our email address uh, it's all already embedded and uh, we we get data that we unlock the data and uh, you can get uh, your receipt to easily uh, what's your, what could you say about uh, data security or data storage? You know, a lot of what's happening in payments um, in-store is driven by, by payments online. And I think it's, it's worth taking a, just a, a short pause just to look, look at what that means. Um, what the online payments experience, um, and it's obviously going to be different to, to what happens in-store, but what it's done is it's created um, an expectation among clients for a way of doing things. Uh, and for a customer experience that's very fluid, uh, that's very uh, very smooth, um, uh, that they only give data that they have to give uh, necessary for the transaction. Uh, you know, the days where you filled in the formula, uh, formulaire the, yeah. the, uh, and you, you gave uh, everything about your, who you were and your family and all that, they're finished. You know, it's yeah. all down to now GDPR, basic data, whatever is necessary to, to, for, uh, for the transaction and, uh, and no more. So obviously, in the in-store experience, it's got to be the same. Yeah, you're not going to give your, your mobile number uh, unless there's a, there's a reason to do it. So anybody who can, uh, who can bypass that by coming in with, uh, with new ways, QR codes are, are an obvious one, NFC is another, um, uh, uh, and getting that, uh, that, that receipt out to you um, is obviously going to, go, go, going to be a winning proposition. Um, some people will, are happy to give their mobile phone. Some people are happy to, to use email because it's, it's the only way that they can do it. But, but I agree completely that, that the uh, you know, data and data protection and how we store that data is going to be critical in, in, uh, in, in, in getting a, a adoption of, the, uh, of digital receipts. Yeah, and um, uh, we will see later another of your partners called I Hate Receipts. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a great name. Yes, <laughs> actually hate, I hate myself uh, re <laughs> uh, receipts, so it's, it says what's on the can, which is very funny. But um, we're also we're going to speak about merchant strategies behind that by unlocking data. Uh, but what I wanted to ask you is that you're, I mean, you have many partners, but you also have uh, a solution on digital receipts. So. Um, how does that work? Uh, so, so one of one of the the um, one of the big uh, the big changes in 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 business over the last uh, uh, over the last ten years with, with digital is is the opening up to uh, of ecosystems. The idea that you know you worked exclusively, that you did only did your own solution, or that you you had to build it yourself. That's all gone. You know, mm. everybody is saying you know receipt hero, I hate receipts. These guys are going to do something which is far richer. Uh, for a, for a subsegment of merchants than a, than Ingenico is ever going to do. Why? Because that's their business. That's their core business. Uh, our core business is making that available to to, to merchants and and through or through our acquirers. Because as you know, Ingenico doesn't go uh, directly to merchants uh, in most cases. Yeah. Uh, we go through an acquirer or, or through somebody else. So we make the ability to connect with them easy for uh, for our clients uh, and for that to happen at the uh, at the point of sale. So Ingenico is the first port of call when it comes to, to, to payments uh, yeah. in, in, uh, in store. Uh, we're the leader in uh, in-store in payments for, uh, terminals, um, so we get the, the, the transaction. So it's easy for us to produce in the same way as today we produce a, a paper receipt. It's easy for us to produce a, a payment receipt for the, uh, for, the, for the bank transaction. But that's different to what, what companies like uh, I Hate Receipts and, uh, and Receipt Hero are, uh, are, are doing, which is starting with that. But also taking it out further, capturing more data, capturing basket data from the uh, from from the merchant, and then using that to do promotions. Yeah, because I mean, uh, we're gonna we're gonna listen uh, now. Uh, Ryan Green from I Hate Receipts, who uh, actually uh, says that uh, transaction now will become a functionality uh, of a, a point of interaction mm -hmm. uh, with the consumer yeah. uh, from the moment he pays right. in, the, in the merchant and from the moment he leaves 
the uh, the the shop, mm -hmm. and he, he does a great uh, analogy with how he, w he wouldn't have met his wife if she didn't have a telephone number, for example. So let's listen to Ryan Green. One fact that I didn't know is that receipts enabled you to meet your wife. <laughs> yes, they did. Um, we met at a party, and at the end of the party, I asked for her number. <laughs> and just imagine if I wouldn't have asked for her number and just said, bye and see you later. Yeah. Well, in today's environment, that's happening every day with a merchant as a consumer is walking out the door because the consumer is not getting the digits. I mean, the merchant's not getting the digits of the consumer. Yeah. Like my buddies back in the day used to say, get, the, get her digits. That was the, that was the phrase, right? <laughs> yeah. And so what we enable consumers to, I mean, merchants to do is get the digits of the consumer um, because we believe that that interaction, right? That the last word that is said to a merchant, to a consumer every day is receipt. It's how would you like your receipt or do you want your receipt? And then the consumer's walking out the door and then the merchants are spending a lot of money to try to get them back in the door. Last year alone, there was $35 billion spent in mobile ad spend. Wow. And so they're trying to create that flywheel effect, right? What we do is we open up that data that's currently trapped on paper and emailed receipts yep. and we create a mobile first model that allows every phone to be connected to every terminal. So that's our, our big vision. So what's your reaction when you hear that? Because from the, your time at the Raid with paper coupon uh, to now having uh, uh, consumers becoming ambassadors of their brand, mm -hmm. there's a huge gap and yet not that many years. Mm -hmm. so, so one of the things in, in, uh, uh, is that the, the basic payment transaction where all you've got is the, uh, is the, the amount, the date, Maybe, maybe the, the, the name of the merchant that, uh, that, that, it's, uh, uh, that, that it's being spent in uh, is, is very limited. You can, only, uh, you can only do so much with that. What's interesting and what's interesting in, with, the, with this form of digital receipt is they're tying the payment in with the basket data. Uh, and that allows them to do, to do an awful lot more. And that's where everybody wants to go in terms of, uh, uh, in terms of marketing uh, and in terms of loyalty. Uh, which is to tie it into specific uh, uh, to specific items, and not just the I spend 100 euros, I get uh, uh, I get 10 points, and at the end of the year yes. I get a general, you know, I might get a get something out of it or not. Uh, if you can tie that into the specific articles, then you're then you're getting into something uh, which uh, which is which is which is really rich and really real. Which of course the supermarkets in France have been and everywhere uh, have been doing for a long time because because that's how their loyalty systems work is they take all the basket data uh, and they uh, they bonus you based on the on the basket data. But doing that with small merchants has always been complex, and that's what these guys uh, like uh, like I receipts are doing is they're bringing that into to smaller merchants. Um, and that opens up huge, huge possibilities, whether it's yeah. for the brands themselves, mm. so the Unilevers who can start saying to a small merchant, "I'm going to, uh, I'm actually going to bonus your customers based on, uh, uh, um, based on, on, on buying my brand," uh, and you don't need to have a great big, uh, complicated uh, um, uh, management system to, to do yeah. that because I can, I can run it through your payment terminal, uh, or, uh, or obviously for, uh, for, for other retailers who, who, who may have uh, slightly more sophisticated systems but who can also use that moment of interaction at the point of payment to really create something rich with their, with their customer. And that's a real, a real change because the, the payment um, act in a, uh, in a store today, apart from, and I'm talking about smaller stores, I'm not talking about the, um, about the, the, the big retailers or the uh, or, or specialized retailers, but in smaller stores, the payment act uh, is very basic. Yes. You put your card, you, you might show your wallet, how many people really use their use their uh, their, their digital wallet? Uh, payment transaction has been very basic in uh, in most merchants, um, and if you're trying to 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 do loyalty or to 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 generate some sort of a, a relationship with your uh, uh, with with your customer, mm -hmm. it has to become something that's uh, uh, where they 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 feel that at the mo at the point of payment uh, that uh, that something is uh, something is happening. Um, uh, and what we're doing, and what Ingenico is, is, is doing, is opening up those possibilities and making that, uh, making that easier for partners like, uh, like I Hate Receipts uh, mm. to, to come in and, uh, and operate that at the, at the terminal. And it's a win-win for, uh, for everybody. And how would you uh, imagine the adoption? I mean, would you say that uh, for social commerce, like we were saying, that uh, you, know, you can share uh, via a link from your transaction uh, what, you, what, you, what you bought, with your community, uh, I think I think that that's I, I mean it's it's a segment of the market. You know, not everybody's going to do it. Am I going to to share what what I bought 
Yeah, uh, I was going the, to ask you that. W would I do it? It's, it's, not, it's not the way that I, that, that I think our operator work. So, so you're more Facebook than Instagram. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> no comment, okay. no comment. Okay. Uh, uh, but, it's, uh, so, but, but, but of course, that's, that's the way that a lot of people are, uh, uh, that a lot of people, um, uh, a lot of people work. Uh, and there are lots of practical things about it. One of the things, you know, for example, is uh, we've all bought stuff in the past and then we realize we need to bring it back to the store. Can we find the receipt? Well, of course we can't find the receipt because who keeps every receipt uh, that, they, uh, that they get? Um, so you store that digitally, you can go back, you can, you can prove that the payment happened, you can, uh, and they can, they can make that a completely digital uh, uh, experience for you. They can say, uh, so you bring it back, you bring your, your item back, you show the receipt, it allows them to track the receipt in their system. Because you've got the digital payment uh, receipt also, they can, they can cancel that or do a reimbursement on that without you having to show the original card. So there are all sorts of, uh, of, of things opened up through uh, digital receipts that we, uh, uh, that we don't even imagine yet. Okay, great. Um, so I like to finish my interviews uh, with uh, what I call um, the interview, let the cat out of the bag. But you're a cat, no? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Red spots. Um, so it's short, short questions, and I want to have a short answer. Okay? Just to know I'll you try. a little bit more. Spotify or Deezer? Apple Music. <laughs> okay. Well, then I know the answer for the next one. Instagram or Facebook? Twitter. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm not uh, being very helpful, am I? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, but because this is our first podcast, my question is, what podcast do you listen? Uh, no, that's a good question. Uh, so I listen a lot to the BBC. Um, mm, okay. Uh, the, uh, and I, which I still think produces some, some great, uh, uh, great, great uh, podcasts. Mm -hmm. um, On what topics? Uh, history, politics, uh, music. Um, they're they're pretty good. I like uh, uh, also like some of the uh, some of the true crime stuff is uh, can be uh, can be really good. <laughs> oh, you uh, like to investigate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, and um, yeah, they're they're my they're my favorite podcasts. Okay, um, this is because you've been living in France for a long time, right? Mm -hmm. And what, what what did you bring? Uh, what did you what did you bring here to 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 move to France? So there, there are two answers to that first. Three answers to that. First, I came for two years, and I'm not, I'm not going to say how long I've been here. I but, was going but, to, uh, <laughs> I was going but to it was a long, it was a long time ago. Uh, <laughs> no, so the two, the two years turned into to, turned into a, to, to a very long time. Yeah. Uh, secondly, the, the the official answer is I came to because I was consulting in, a, in an office in London and they wanted somebody for Paris, and I said, yeah, I'll do that for two years. Um, and, and, then, the, and the real reason is I came for the food. <laughs> ah, really? <laughs> well, that's a good answer. Well, yes. So, are you more Shakespeare or Emile Zola? I'm more Shakespeare. Oh, okay. Quinze de France or Red Rose? I'm either. I'm Irish. <laughs> so, so what do you expect? <laughs> yes. Um, if you had the opportunity to spend uh, a coffee or lunch or even a dinner with a celebrity, who would you spend that uh, moment with? Al alive or dead? Depends. Uh, up to you. So I just finished reading uh, uh, Orson Welles' uh, uh, biography. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and I think uh, I'm not sure if coffee would have been his thing. I think uh, he might have been more uh, something <laughs> something a little stronger. But, yeah, uh, exactly. Um, but I think yeah. I, th I think I think you'd have you, you could spend a very entertaining hour or two with uh, with Orson Welles. And what would you speak about with him? Oh, I think we'd 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 have lots to talk about. You know about what uh, um, uh, how how come when you make when you're 24 and you make what's probably considered to be the greatest film ever. Yeah. Uh, how, do you, how do you spend the rest of your life trying to keep up, trying to keep up with that? Okay. Um, if, yeah, if you were given the choice of a weekend getaway, would you go to uh, a very tech-centric experience in, uh, in a city like uh, Tokyo or, or New York? Or would you go for a treehouse cabin deep in the forest with no Wi-Fi, no phone, and free from the modern world? I'm more big city, so I would go... Really? Okay. Tokyo and New York would be just fine. Thank you very much. So thank you, Mark, for thank being with guys. us on this very first episode of uh, Ingenious Payments. And um, uh, we're going to follow you because you write a lot of blogs for, uh, for Ingenico, and actually one related sure. to, uh, to the digital uh, receipts. 
And um, I'm going to uh, uh, give the voice uh, to uh, one of your colleagues, uh, Benoit Bros, because you were speaking about all the receipts that are going to be uh, stored in our mailbox, in our uh, SMS messages, and they are concerned uh, about, you know, the, from a sustainability point, uh, paper versus digital. And uh, this is something that we're going to discuss with Benoit. And uh, so stay with us. Uh, Benoit will join us in a minute. Thank you, Mark, for Thank being here today. Thank you again. Thanks, Gab. Hi, Benoit. I mean, today, a uh, new day, a new guest. So thank you for, be, for joining us. Uh, thank you for having me, Kat. You're welcome. Um, so you work at Ingenico and you are part of the uh, sustainability team, but you've been at Ingenico for a long time. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've been working for Ingenico for 20 years approximately. Yeah, that's uh, uh, various jobs. But uh, I've only recently joined the, the sustainability team four years ago. So why this move? Well, probably the need in my life to... Uh, <laughs> A crisis <have> of, the <laughs> of being 40. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, no, but... No, I have two girls. Yes. Um, I'm uh, very conscious about their future. And um, I mean, I needed a change in my life in order to just... Uh, have a more meaningful job, try to have some positive impact, even though maybe little, but uh, at least trying to act. We spoke with Mark Dillon uh, about, you know, digital receipts and, uh, and the benefits in terms of business. And, but with you, we are going to speak about the environmental impact of those small uh, paper slips that uh, we often forget them or throw them into the bin, uh, but they have a huge uh, impact in regards with uh, whether it's the volumes, but also in terms of uh, carbon footprint. Can you, tell me, can, you, can you tell us more about that? Indeed, Kat, uh, as, you, as you mentioned, the paper that is actually used by our terminals has a, a huge environmental impact. Uh, you can consider the forest, the wood you're going to use, transform it into paper. You need water, lots of water, mm -hmm. chemicals, and then the, the paper will be transported to the merchant. Yeah, there are the factories that produce those uh, receipts, the, the paper, mm -hmm. the receipts. But Ingenico doesn't pr produce no, no, those no. papers. The, 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 the production is outside the of our range, but uh, we do provide those, uh, those paper rolls and uh, they have to be, uh, I mean, the transport, transport uh, from after production, those, those paper rolls are, are, are brought to our merchant uh, before they are being used and used and used again. And did, uh, before we continue, I'd like you to hear from uh, Ryan Green, who is uh, one of the co-founders of I Hate Receipts. Uh, who actually gave a good example of the impact uh, in his country, in the United States. Well, we've seen also in the market uh, the new anti-waste law uh, asking to remove uh, printable receipts unless the consumer asks for it. So, obviously, this is going to change a little bit or accelerate a little bit the, uh, this area. So. How do you feel about that? Yes, I think it's a great goal to have is uh, to get to net zero uh, for our carbon footprint. Now, we obviously still have a carbon footprint because we're storing it digitally, but it's less than a footprint that you would you have with a paper receipt. So we are from America. We are based in Austin, Texas. Okay. So if you took the number of paper receipts that are thrown away in one year, just in America alone, it would cover half of California, half of the state of California. Okay. So in 20 years, it would cover the whole country. So what we want to do is uh, take away paper receipts. It is a fax machine in 2023. It does not make sense, right? Yeah. We want to accelerate that with our partner with Ingenico by taking into a mobile first model and connecting every phone to every device. So you just heard about Ryan and uh, 
who actually give uh, an outstanding uh, representation of the, the impact of the, of the receipts. So what's your reaction? Um, well, it's hard to say, uh, at least hard to be precise, but uh, I mean, for common assumptions, uh, one merchant, small merchant, would do probably 50 transactions a day, so print uh, about 10 meters of paper per day. 10 meters? Yeah, and that's for a small merchant, so for a large retailer, multiply it. Because um, there are three types of receipts, right? Yeah. You've got the transaction for the merchant receipt, uh, the transaction receipt for the, the card holder, and then there's a, the, the basket, uh, the basket Main sleep. Voice. Yeah. And the, the 10 meters? Uh, 10 meters is, is only for the, for the merchant and, and the card holder's receipt, so. Alone? Yeah. Okay, that's, uh, that's quite impressive. So I can't even imagine, or, or perhaps you have the data, but I can't even imagine in, in for large retailers, if you, if you go to those large supermarkets uh, with lanes of uh, yeah, I, I don't cashiers. I don't have the data because it's all about how the much you, you, you multiply it, but uh, just imagine maybe twice or three times uh, as much as transaction, multiply it by uh, several lanes. Yeah. It's quite a lot. Mm. And um, we, we briefly talk about the production, but there are the chemicals. Uh, we, we can read uh, in, in anywhere. It's, uh, it's everywhere in the internet, but um, the, the, those papers can be dangerous. I mean, not in France because they removed the... Uh yeah, in France, uh, I mean, the, uh, the bisphenol that are in, into the paper have been removed uh, I mean, bisphenol A have been removed uh, a few years ago, but uh, mostly replaced by bisphenol S okay. that should be removed also pretty soon. Uh, but uh, I mean, the merchants are buying their paper rolls uh, out of uh, any market that uh, we don't have uh, control on. So maybe they do have bisphenol A or S in, in their own paper sheet. Yeah. And the amount of water that includes to create those papers. Definitely, that's part of the overall environmental impact that I meant. And um. Um, then this is one part, the, the production of the paper and the volume it, it represents. But then there is also the carbon footprint uh, yeah. impact. Yeah, as I mentioned, um, we, we, we have, uh, I mean, it's all about assumptions, but uh, uh, according to... Uh, our hypothesis, uh, it represents approximately 50%. I mean, printing on those paper receipts represents 50% uh, of our uh, carbon footprint for our terminals. Okay. So switching, lot, yeah. Yeah, switching from a paper receipt to digital <coughs> receipt, uh, once again, depending on, on the scenario that we'll choose, we will probably have us gain by three times or up to eight times uh, minimize the uh, amount of uh, carbon footprint we produce. So, the, the, I mean, um, Ryan uh, mentioned it, you know, about the, the new law, the anti-waste law in France. Mm -hmm. So what, what, uh, what do you think? I mean, obviously, it's, uh, it's, a, great, uh, it's a great news to, to, to push for this, uh, for, for pushing people not to, uh, to request the, the, the receipt, but how do you... What, first of all, what's your thought about it and also how do you perceive or how would you anticipate the, uh, the adoption? Well, I would say, well, we'll hope for the best. Um, in Europe, uh, France uh, a few times uh, has been uh, the first uh, to start. Mm -hmm. um, this AGEC law actually has, has many other topics that it's trying to tackle, but okay. uh, regarding the the paper received, uh, we can hope that uh, it will be a blueprint for, for the next uh, countries to adopt. Mm -hmm. So, however, having the, this alternative of a digital receipt, because this is what it's all about uh, today, uh, so this digital form of the receipt, wouldn't it create more CO2 emissions? Well, no, that's uh, what I just mentioned. Uh, as Ryan said, uh, 
it will not cancel all the emissions. No, uh, we won't get a net zero carbon footprint. Yeah, I so think there is there, no solution. There will be digital storage of, of the of the receipts. That's what so I'm talking about. Yeah, so there, the there will remain some, some emissions that are related to the data centers and, and the storage of the receipts. But uh, according to our estimation, I mean, worst scenario is probably having an email sent to uh, your your mailbox and and keeping this uh, this email for uh, 10 years but uh, if we we do have uh, we approximate the the gain between three times and eight to ten times today yes. today and and we hope that the technology will still get better in the future but uh, we we know that uh, even though there will remain an impact i mean the improvement will be uh, quite satisfying and as you mentioned, it's all about how you adopt the feature. That yeah. means uh, you have to wonder who's going to adopt it first, and uh, and also is it going to change the behaviors? I mean, some old habits are having people print their their tickets, uh, wondering uh, I don't know, check check those on on their. Uh, monthly budget to know uh, if uh, I mean they're, they're changing their, their expenses. Uh, I think that uh, the young population, for example, young persons are totally digital. They are not used to, uh, I mean, using those paper tickets. The they just throw those away. Yeah, they're very digital, digital native. Yeah. I would say that for any, for any new feature or new technology, uh, I mean, the, we rely on what we call early adopters. Mm -hmm to make the switch uh, and, and change to a new behaviors. So if you add up the youngsters, those early adopters, and probably all the, all the persons who are today paying with their wallet, mm -hmm. uh, you have a large collection of, of uh, people who already adopted, actually, the technology. So yeah, but do we, are we going to, <laughs> because we all often say that the COVID the pandemic accelerated those trends. Are we going to have to wait for another pandemic to, to adopt? <laughs> we are, um, probably we are more and more impatient. I would say uh, the, the, uh, the adoption of this new, it's just a feature, okay? Mm -hmm. It's uh, getting rid of your paper receipt, uh, having this new digital receipt, or actually discard it. So uh, as soon as it gets available, and you'll have probably 30-40% of the population who will adopt it immediately, and then the rest will follow. Definitely the rest will follow. And, and this is my opinion, but it stands for France. And in France, we are under the AGEC law, who is actually already pushing for this uh, digitalization. I would say that the next step for a, a large major adoption would be new regulations in, in new countries. Yes. So um, I know that Europe will follow uh, the example of France, or I hope so. Yes. And then probably any kind of regulation in another country will cascade. To turn into a snowball effect. Exactly. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, for, for, for sure. It's not only the tech early adopters or the youngsters, but if, uh, if obviously uh, regulation can see the, uh, the benefits, at least for the environment, uh, that would definitely accelerate things much faster than a pandemic. Mm. <laughs> Digital receipt is just uh, one part of your job. I mean, it's available on the on the engineering component. Definitely, manual, yeah. But uh, it's uh, it's just uh, one component of uh, of the overall uh, goal that you have. Well, as you mentioned, uh, the digital receipt. I mean. Those features are already available on our terminals. Yes. Uh, so I'm more working on what is the next step. Which mm -hmm. are? Um, <laughs> I would say that uh, the very first thing that we have to do in Genico is uh, reset our carbon trajectory. Mm -hmm. So we've been very good for a long time already at measuring our carbon footprint, but now we have to set objectives, uh, objectives that are compliant with the Paris Agreement, mm -hmm. and then 
continue and probably accelerate on all the, the measures that we are taking with our suppliers in reducing their footprint in the production of the terminals, with uh, our transportation in reducing the footprint in our uh, production of our terminal, etc., etc. So, um, how, I mean, what's the impact of, for example, transportation to deliver, for example, terminals from the from the factory, for example? Well, the impact is uh, mainly depending on whether you choose to fly or yeah. to go uh, yeah. using sea freight. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's really. Uh, it all depends on that, yeah. Yeah, it all depends on the and choices then, then you make. And then you arrive at the merchant, so it doesn't go anywhere else. So uh, that's why the uh, digital receipt is, has a bigger uh, carbon footprint uh, impact than, uh, than the terminal itself. Definitely. Great. Well, it's the time for the, <laughs> the quick questions. Uh, quick questions. Yes. Let the so just to know a little bit more about you, so uh, because you are one of the co-leader of Atigenico um, in the sustainability uh, department. Um, short questions, short answers. Bicycle or scooter? Bicycle, you Bicycle, know. yeah. You, you can know. today. Uh, yeah, I rode my bike. Okay. All year long? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Raining, sunny. Raining. Snowing. Well, snowing. This yeah. is Paris. That's brave. <laughs> yeah, only two days a, a year. But when it happens, it's really messy. Um, well, because it's our first uh, podcast, I've been asking also this to Mark. Spotify or Deezer? Mm -hmm. Well, I would say like Mark. I would say um, I would say Apple Music. <laughs> okay. So you are Facebook and not, not, not Instagram, I would say? No, I'm neither, neither Facebook nor Instagram, actually. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. I got Twitter. rid of my social network. Um, ah, no, not even Twitter? Not even? No, no. Okay. No, no. LinkedIn, I guess? Yeah, LinkedIn. It's yes. professional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Book or e-book? Uh, I like both. <laughs> okay. I like both. Um... I mean, ebook is so easy because it stores many, many books. You can actually switch from one book to another while you're in the, the transport or commuting. And it's greener than uh, having a book. A I, book. I don't think so. It's yeah, it's greener having a book. Yeah, I would say you can always share a book. Uh, but I like the feeling of the paper still. Yeah. Mm. So do I, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> to be quite honest with you. Um, half empty glass or half full glass? Um, it really depends on how, how well I slept. This is actually a really good I question slept, for somebody sorry. who works in sustainability. Yeah, you have to see it uh, half empty and half full sometimes. So yes. Yeah. It's really I'm, I'm a wavy, moody guy. Yes, so yeah. you, you change depending on, on the day. So what would impact your day, for example? Uh, how much uh, of a good ride I had the, the, in the morning. Yeah. Uh, that will set your day, when you're yeah. for the day. Uh, did I kiss my daughter goodbye? Yeah. Stuff like this. Okay. Um, cinema or TV series? Cinema. Why? Why? It's... Uh, uh, I would not explain it. It's just uh, I'm not in, in you like the a, a binge watcher. Watcher, yeah. Uh, yeah I like the cinema being uh, surrounded by only darkness and and a very large, large screen. And uh, and I like the fact that it's uh, somehow exceptional. You don't have a theater in your house, but yeah. you do have a TV. So so it's for the experience. Yeah. And not uh, necessarily for the social impact. Well, for the social impact, uh, I would, you know I would say that if you're watching a lot of Netflix, you'll probably stay at your place. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. that's what they say that Netflix could kill uh, the cinema. You know, like mm. uh, people who prefer to stay at home and watch. 
I, I, I don't see it this way. I, I prefer cinema not because it's better than net Netflix, just because it's cinema. Yeah, because of the experience. Mm. Um, hmm. <laughs> this is uh, nuclear or coal? Um, well, definitely not coal. Yeah. Um, I would say nuclear for the transition. Um, I mean, so even though, better, uh, yeah, even though they would, it's it's dangerous, and uh, we don't really know how to handle all the waste. Um, yeah, we need the uh, at least in France. That's the way we chose. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I think. But we do you agree in, with in, that? I agree. Yes, okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with the choice. I mean, at least it gives us uh, some opportunity not to depend on, on petrol yeah. or gas. Yeah. Uh, but, um, you know, I think we have to uh, accelerate our transition to renewables. And find other uh, ways of source of energy. Yeah. So, okay, um, so what, for what reason would you go for a long-haul flight? <laughs> um, did you notice that I didn't ask you, do you take long-haul flights? Yeah, I try... For what reason were you? <laughs> um, I try not to. Um, uh, I would say uh, an exceptional event in my family. Yeah. Um, I would say... Uh, a sport event that I would participate at, um, and and maybe seeing a place that I know I will never ever see again. Okay. But it's uh, it's quite complicated actually to enroll just uh, you know just buying a, a plane ticket is always a question I ask myself. Can I actually? I was about to ask you. Do do you not buy it? I mean, do you organize your your trips uh, with this responsibility in your head, or um in in my family, I'm uh, let's say more aware mm -hmm. uh, than others. So I try to push for the the solution that has the less impact. So yeah, mm -hmm. most of the time we travel by train if we can. Okay. Uh, but I mean, if you want to go abroad uh, or travel uh, so three or four thousand miles, and so the reasons for you to take a long haul will be actually work also, if I have to. Yes. Um, and I I would go for the uh, exceptional event in my family. Okay, exceptional mm. event in your family could be a, a very good reason for that meetings, we can do them via Teams or, or Zoom. Um, if you had to choose a celebrity to go for a coffee with, who would you go with? I don't know, there are several celebrities that are actually personifying ecology or... Um, but there, there's probably one I would choose. I, I re recently I read a book from uh, John Scully. Mm -hmm. Uh, John Scully was some kind of marketing genius in the 80s and he was the CEO of uh, Pepsi. Yes. And he was... Uh, before he joined... Uh, before he joined Apple. Apple. Yeah, he was talked out of his job by, uh, by Steve Jobs. And, um, and, and I always wonder if one guy who is, uh, I mean, excellent, I, uh, I really think he was a marketing genius. Uh, okay. One guy like this uh, is... Uh, just uh, shifting his point of view and trying to uh, focus on sustainability. Mm -hmm. What would have happened if, uh, I mean, something like this had happened uh, 30 or 40 years ago, probably the situation would be a lot different. Yes, for sure. Um, one last question. Um, what kind of podcast or which podcast are, uh, do you listen? Mm -hmm. Additionally to Engineers Payments from now on. <laughs> so, engineer's payment. Um, Obviously. Yeah, and uh, I would say, like Mark, I, I, I listen to a French podcast from uh, Le Monde called uh, Chaleur Humaine. Okay. Um, it's related to uh, any climate topic, actually, that, uh, that can come up in, in uh, everybody's life. Uh, yeah. Just uh, trying to uh, 
trying to change the, our behaviors very simply, try to tackle uh, all the big issues, uh, making small gestures, um, you know, having a, a soft shift into the right direction. Okay. Chaleur humaine. Chaleur humaine. Well, we will finish on that note. And um, it was a pleasure to ha having you. Uh, Shared. Yes, thank you. And this is the end uh, of our podcast. Uh, I hope that you all enjoyed um, this podcast, this very first podcast, uh, on flagged under the digital receipt uh, realm. And don't forget, because we have this first po podcast on the uh, digital receipts that you can listen, but you can also find out more uh, data and information from a blog that uh, signed by you, uh, Benoit. Uh, and my colleague. Exactly, Xavier Lenné. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, where we can find a lot more uh, data, information related to digital receipts. And perspectives. And perspectives as well. Uh, so do not hesitate to go on our website, check our uh, article, our blog about it. And uh, next time you go for shopping and you ask for your ticket, think twice about uh, what this little paper can have as an impact. And we hope that uh, today, at least, uh, our job was to educate, explain uh, every one of you uh, what difference you can make every day through payments. So thank you, Benoit. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Ingenious Payments. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform or subscribe to our YouTube channel to get notified about our new episodes. This podcast is brought to you by Ingenico, so follow us on our social media to not miss our news. We are on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can also visit us at ingenico.com. And don't forget... Stay curious, stay ingenious.